Welcome back to Hashtag Hired, many success stories to keep you going. Today's Hashtag Hired episode stars our friend Riley, who mastered the art of the remote job search and didn't give up when her first opportunity didn't work out. Let's hear from her now. Welcome to the Hashtag Hired mini-sode. Each week, we're sharing your Hashtag Hired success stories. So my ombudsman at the time, when I moved in with my husband, we were not married then, had told me about Vertforce saying that, you know, if you can really only do virtual jobs, they, I know them, they work really well, and they might be able to help you. So I originally connected with the Facebook page at first when the ombudsman told me about it. So Vertforce kind of gave me the skills I needed to be able to do the interviews, but I was also taught something very important that no one really knows about. Because, you know, it's funny when you read these job descriptions, you try to mold yourself to be that perfect applicant. When in actuality, there's no such thing. And I kept trying to mold myself to be whatever these jobs wanted me to be. But Stephanie and Kimberly helped me realize that at some point, you're never going to be what they want you to be. You have to just be yourself. So I just ended up breaking that mold, saying, enough's enough. I'm tired of being something they want me to be. I'm going to be me for once. And later on, they posted about Sutherland hiring. And I said, well, I applied for them years ago and got told no. I'll just go ahead and do it again. And about a few days later, Indeed had sent an email that they were conducting virtual interviews. And so I just went in on that and just ended up being myself, which at times is quirky. But it impressed the interviewer enough that I went through the process and got hired with them. So it's for Sutherland Global Services. Um, They they do call center work, basically. Um, It's with a particular client that does both customer service and tech support. But really, the main reason why I went for it wasn't because of the call center job. I'm about to graduate from college in May of next year. And so there was opportunities in Sutherland that by the time I get my degree and move to California, I might be able to move up with the company. So my biggest goal really is to do the job well enough just so I can move up and stay with the company long-term. It's not for the job, it's more for the career aspect of it. Need help with your resume? Vertforce has your back. Listen to our Resume Bootcamp series, which covers episodes 47 through 60 of this show. Play them in chronological order to build a winning resume tailored to the virtual job market. Resume Bootcamp also offers a subscription-based online course and private community. Learn how you can opt in to our live trainings and resume critiques at bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen BC. So mainly that's just my main motivation for this job is to be able to get somewhere higher up so the income doesn't really matter the minimum state laws and just be able to still work for Sutherland while moving around to all these places that the Navy moved to. So the job title, I believe, is customer support. And pretty much I'll be handling inbound calls finally. Um, Been doing outbound for a while and that was, oh man, I was getting old. And pretty much helping them either with billing or technical support for internet, TV, phone, 
anything they kind of need, which more in lines with my experience being technical support. I am very tech savvy. I know everything about the computers and the phones. I'm the main one that my friends go to for troubleshooting. So it's finally getting in line back to that, which I really love doing tech support. I love helping people with their issues. I even love explaining it down to them. You know, this is what you need to do and this is how you do it. And just walking them step by step. It's just, it's a lot more fun for me than just helping with a billing problem. But I do it for both jobs, but the tech support aspect is what has me most excited. So it's going to be full-time, which is going to be adjustment for my last few uh, semesters at school. I finish up in February, so it's going to be a whole new challenge to where I'll have a set schedule instead of naming my own. But at the same time, you know, we don't get many benefits when we're part-time or when we're 1099. And that was stressing me out because when I take days off work, I lost money. So at least I'll have that cushion of a set schedule. I know when I work, I know when I get off, it's not fluctuating all the time. I don't have to fight for hours. I am currently considered OCONUS, but I believe they offer positions anywhere within the US, even in Hawaii. Currently they are still allowing hiring from California because right now California's minimum wage is 13 an hour. But that is set to change next year, assuming nothing topsy-turvy happens in the next couple of months. So that's why I'm really hoping to move up before we move, because we're scheduled to move in May of next year. Right around the same time I'm graduating. So we're going to have to figure out how we're going to be able to do both at the same time. But we'll eventually figure it out, I'm sure. The happiest for me in my new role is my employer doesn't treat me like a number or some person they can talk down to. And I really wish employers would get out of that mindset to where my old job, I kept being told every day that we can be replaced at any time. And it was always, we were getting pounded on. And at some point, people are just going to say enough. The day I quit, 16 of us walked the same day because we were fed up. We were tired. And the current team I've been working with, Sutherland, they've treated me like a person. They've asked me, how are you doing today? You know, are you okay? You know, they're checking up on everyone because COVID has brought so many more problems to everyone's plate that sometimes it's just hard. But they've always checked in with me. They've always communicated with me and they've treated me like a human being. This is the first time I've had that since in jobs for a long time. A lot of them, they treat it like, you know, well, you work for us, so you have to stay here. Well, you also have to make the employees happy for loyalty because a lot of these places, they have high turnover rates and wonder why. Well, when you look at the management style, you can see it. You know, sometimes, even though you know you need a job, you need money, sometimes you just have to go enough's enough because they won't change how they treat you. They won't. I tried. I tried from the inside. I tried filling out the surveys. I tried talking to people and they just weren't going to change. Don't let money hold you down. There's money elsewhere. You just have to find it. There's no reason for you going to work miserable every day. That's what I was doing. Enough's enough at this point. Employers really need to understand that keeping your employees happy will make them stay there. You make them miserable, they're going to walk. I really, I know I want to go somewhere within the company, maybe with IT or maybe something with recruiting or maybe management. I just, I really don't know. With Sutherland, there's so many job opportunities that they look inside first that you don't see on their job boards. You don't see on LinkedIn. They don't always hire um, within, without the company, sorry. 
like outside the company they take a lot of their jobs and put them within first and if no one they can't find anyone then they go outside so being able to have access within six months to those jobs it's i'm pretty sure gonna be life-changing i just don't know what it would be i personally hope for something in it but we'll just have to see how it goes i got hired on with that one company in december i worked it for a few months realized that what it was going to be started looking at about let's see i think around february march i started looking but i wasn't really looking very hard like i was looking but i wasn't looking at the same time i was looking to see what was out there looking to see what was required going to job fairs listening to spiels and really trying to find a company that fit me not one that i fit them but fit me and my lifestyle and how it would work and what the benefits were and if there was pto and just taking my time to look and it took a long time i didn't get the offer letter until two weeks ago and that was in september now we're october but sometimes if you take the first thing that falls in your lap like i did originally you're it's just it's not going to make you happy it's it just won't and you just have to find what works for you and your family and what works for your schedule and I can understand people who are really hurting for money. They have to get out there and find their next job. But, you know, in the long run, the one thing I learned, that can really hurt you. And I am done being hurt again. Not to really give up, but at the same time, don't pass up opportunities that you can really work yourself. They may be unpaid and they may be underpaid. But when I was looking last year, I took a internship with the go for it group and that ended up helping me so much and giving me the courage to go for these positions that I may be overqualified or underqualified for, but I was able to grab it and just say, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to do it and we'll see what happens. The worst they can tell me is no. And if they tell me no, then we move on. You just want to be able to take the time to find the perfect position for you. Don't ever settle for less. A note for Riley. Riley, sometimes we have to take that first gig for the cash flow to get our foot in the door of remote work. Riley, you did this and you employed the strategy of never stop looking. Never stop looking for the opportunity that's right for you. I like your story because it's realistic. We've all been in a work environment that didn't suit us. At one point or another, we've all felt undervalued. I can appreciate how you responded to that without losing hope on remote work. We can all learn a lesson here that just because the first opportunity wasn't the right fit for you doesn't mean that the second won't be or the third won't be. So the biggest point that I want to make for our listeners about your story, Riley, is that you are now a remote work veteran because you hung in there. You mastered the skill of searching for remote work and moving from one job to a better job. Yes, it took you time, but you did it. Congrats and good luck on getting closer to your career goal of IT. All right, Burt Force, that is it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, 
please subscribe, rate our podcast, and leave us a review. We really love hearing from you. If you need to find the show notes, which include all of the resources we discussed in this episode, you can find those at furtforce.us. Guys, I'm serious when I say we want to hear from you. If you have an idea for an episode or a question, email us at support at vertforce.us. As a reminder, all content associated with the Vertforce podcast is the intellectual property of Vertforce LLC. All right, catch you next week.